Dungeoneers! Welcome to Applied Dungeoneering, the D&D 5e actual play podcast that has embraced the artist's spirit to complete the journey to episode 100. I'm Josh, the Dungeon Master and Artiste Extraordinaire, and I'm joined, as always, by my friends and co-hosts. We have Daniel here, embracing a particular part of that spirit. Yes, I am the ghost of the podcast future. I am the ghost of what may be or what could be. Ooh, spooky. Oh, yeah? How How is it? Eh, it's okay. All right, that's about what I thought. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, uh, the sun explodes, but yeah, other than that. Oh, wow. That's, huh? It's a lot to digest. Nah, it's pretty boring otherwise. No, oh, okay. Well, Janelle's here as well, rewriting the rules of what constitutes art in itself. Which is pretty much anything. Um, I disagree. Well, that's why you're wrong. So nobody cares. Hey, Jan- Janelle, disagreeing is an art. Exactly. So, yeah, just look yeah. at AJ. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, uh, I don't find that comment funny. So art isn't always funny. Sometimes, sometimes it hurts. Shut up, Janelle. Most of the time, when you're AJ. <laughs> <laughs> no. Yeah, that's a condition, though. <laughs> Shut up. Keep going. Come on, move on. This is art. This is truly art. Thank you, Janelle. You're welcome. Well, Nate's here too, and well, I honestly, I think he exercised his artist spirit because it sure ain't there anymore. No. Art is a distraction out of the pureness of logic. Programming is the only pure form of arts needed. Concise, beautiful, elegant, and spits out red code all the time. Yeah, you also forgot boring. No. (laughs) You just lack the necessities and understanding you are too much of an artistador. (laughs) Nice. That's me. <laughs> well, on the other end of the spectrum, Joel's here too, and he's just the epitome of what an artist should be. Yes, yes. Oh, how about <laughs> that art, everybody? Hmm. Hmm. It's, it's very, very mm. arty. I, you did very well. Mm. Thank you, Josh. Well, um, all of you know that I'm having an exhibit in. Um, New York uh, the week after next, and I'm moving on to Paris after uh, after that. Um, you Man, know, an, ex- it, an exhibit. Yeah, an exhibit. It's it's only a thousand dollars to enter. And what kind of art you got there? I've I've much art, Joshua. I have very much art. I have I have pictures. <gasps> I pictures. Have, I have paintings. Oh, paintings. I have paintings of pictures. Paintings have, of pictures? I have pictures of paintings. I have paintings Whoa. of pictures of paintings. I also have paintings of pictures of pictures. So that's kind of my wheelhouse. Oh, that's a lot. <laughs> yeah. What can I say? Well, listeners, uh, once we get more information, we will uh, start a, a giveaway of tickets to Joel's art exhibit. Um, whenever that comes, never. Well, finally, after that, we have AJ, who's brimming with just a little too much spirit. It's not too much. It's fine. I just, I just, 
you know, I just need more pencils and and paper, okay? I'm just, I ran out because it's just, you know, the, the spirit has hit me and I gotta draw more cubes. Everybody needs cubes. Cubes go everywhere. They fit in perfect spaces. And if, if you don't make cubes out of like clay and then fur and then food and then food that has clay in it, then I don't know why you're even here. And, and, and like, you know, you, you, Joel, Joel, he has pictures that are like cubes, but they're really thin cubes. And so he gets it. Joel gets it. I don't. It. I don't have any of those. No, no. They're like, they're, they're the pictures that you have, they, they've got like a thin yeah. width to them and, and like a squarish shape. No, I only take circular pictures, Alfred. <laughs> yeah, a- AJ, all the squares make a circle. Listen to Joel. No, it's, no, it's uh that means my whole, my whole, my whole spirit is a lie. I've been living a lie. Yeah, I hate to tell you that. Oh. Your future is full of lies. No! That's okay, AJ. You can leave that behind. And you can just uh, channel that spirit into tonight's episode. Oh, okay. Or today's episode, depending on when you listen to it. Yeah, I'll probably listen. To, you know, yeah, probably tonight. I'll probably listen to it tonight. Well, it's kind of weird because we're recording it tonight. Oh. Is tonight tomorrow? Or is today tomorrow? No, tomorrow's today. But not yesterday. Today is now, old man. <laughs> <laughs> Boo, this this bit is dumb. Yeah. Get me dirty. <laughs> I want to be dirty. I want to be dirty and done with this joke. <laughs> well, I guess Daniel isn't embracing the spirit of the artiste anymore. So I guess we can move on and apply our trade with a, a different format which is this podcast. Alrighty then. Well, if you guys are ready to get dirty and play some D&D, first I'll give us a quick recap of what our little artists did last session, and then we'll jump back into the action. So last episode, our heroes were blown up by a fireball, cast by a mage that Gunner had attempted to shove off a cliff unprovoked. (laughs) Instead of killing our heroes... The mage took a moment to sit them down and talk to them about what they will find deeper in the depths of the cave, a break in the fabric of reality that connects this place to the place where souls reside. Following this little pep talk, the adventurers descended further into the cave, down into a large cavern full of gigantic fungal growths. So our heroes are standing in this large chamber. It's completely dark in here, except for whatever light they bring down with them. It's cloudy from the thick mass of spores floating through the air, and they can see the looming shapes of these massive mushrooms and growth spreading from the walls and the floor and the ceiling, just filling this entire area with a semi-toxic mist but luckily they were able to save against it so they are not affected by it as they make their way deeper into the cave so i'll hand it back over to you guys what are you guys going to do we eat the mushrooms obviously oh god that that's clearly the only that that's that's the only answer i can think of. is that is that the puzzle of this area we have to eat the mushrooms is that what you're saying that was a joke. That was a joke, of course. <laughs> I kind of want to see what it does now, though. I want Gunner to eat a mushroom. Can you just make Gunner do that? 
No. Come on. I'm not gonna do that. Coward. Stupid. I mean, I guess the only way forward is forward. Am I right? As a matter of fact, Gunner even turns around and says, So I guess the only way is forward. <laughs> am, I, am, I, am I right or am I right? Well, sometimes you need to go backwards to go forwards, but in this case, I think you're right. I think going forwards is better than going backwards. So, so yeah. All right, but <laughs> carry me. Oh, Josh, did we? I forgot. Did we have light on us? Did we make a new torch, or did Aegon cast a a thing? Do you remember? I think Aegon cast light on someone, right? That sounds familiar. Yeah. I think he cast it on my staff or something. Yeah, it's been it's been a bit since we recorded, so. Yeah, I think that's right. I, that sounds right to me. To be sure, he'll cast it again on the staff. <laughs> here you go. I just want to make sure everything's all up to date on the light here. <laughs> so yeah, now that we know for certain that those without dark vision can see, um, the chamber you are in is very large and irregular shaped. You can see about uh, what appears to be about halfway down this chamber, a good 60-some feet um, and then immediately next to you, to your left, is a uh, kind of a large alcove. Maybe less of an alcove, more of an offshoot. It's like a whole small chamber off to the side, but without any walls separating it uh, from your location. Oh, man, I really want to go in that. I'm hesitant, though, because last time it didn't work out so well. I got you. I got you, bro. What, oh, no. <laughs> Aegon, no, do it, Aegon, seeing the alcove over there, says, uh, Oh, well, this looks interesting, doesn't it? And he starts walking forward into it. <laughs> wait, Aegon, oh. wait, wait. Maybe you oh, should. hold on, Theo, I'm just pushing past all these mushrooms no, wait, here. Wait, maybe Jasper should no, do it because he doesn't no, no, need to no. breathe. He said so. He's oh, okay. Oh, oh, these mushrooms no, are Jasper, big. It's no. hard to squeeze through here. Jasper, don't go through your other Jasper. Oh. Aegon, what are you doing? Gunner, don't uh, follow him. Does Aegon see anything in this alcove? Well, it's kind of hard to see much of anything because everything's covered with uh, these thick fungal growths. Mm. Uh, but why don't you give me a perception check? Ooh, can do, my friend. Uh, that is a 16. A 16? Okay. So Aegon is looking around and he finds two dead bodies oh, in this area they dead. are they are extremely desiccated all, all dried out they've got fungus growing on them and their clothes are have been eaten up most of the way by time but they appear to be uh, religious robes oh no can I identify what what religion? Um, you cannot just buy the robes. Okay. Like, they're fairly simple, but they're also, like, very gross looking. Well, can I search them for, like, holy symbols or something? Yes. Woohoo. I'll do that then. Go for it. Yeah, I'm searching them. Oh, okay. searching through the corpses. <laughs> so you uh, look through the uh, corpses, and you can't find anything identifying on them. Um, nearby, you do find some discarded daggers that are kind of rusted and gross looking. And mm. you do find their money pouches. Uh, and they have 20 silver pieces and 40 copper pieces between the two of them. Okie dokie. Well, only some dead bodies over here. I can't find anything interesting on them. They do look like they've been there for a while, too. Like I, like I said, I want to drive that point home. They just had some money. Oh, h- how much? 
<laughs> oh, you heard the dungeon master, Gunner. What? Yep. Hang on. <laughs> Here we so go. That's weird. I... What are you even saying? Oh, man. These, these worms are doing all kinds of weird things in our head. <laughs> all right. Well, with that, uh, Aegon will exit the alcove. Aegon, did, did you... So, was there... You said you just found some things on their bodies? Well, I just found this money. There was nothing interesting there. I looked. There were daggers. Rusted old daggers nearby. Uh, and uh, they were obviously men of the cloth like me. But I, I can't identify who they served or what their purpose here was. Hmm. You see, did you, uh, s- see how they died? No. They were dead, though. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want me to go back and check to make sure they're dead? I'm pretty sure, but I, uh, I suppose I'm not positive. I didn't do a medicine check on them. <laughs> yeah, but you know what? Maybe I'll join you, and, oh. and, and we, can, we can see for sure. <laughs> of course, yes. Let's, we'll go back and do a medicine check on them. So now two, <laughs> two of our heroes enter into this alcove, or this chamber. I just want to state to you, uh, Jasper and Vez, I don't like that they're doing this at all, but I don't want to go in there either. So uh, just, I, I mean, do I have the only one here? I mean, if they yell, we'll go and help them, but until then they can go do what they need to do, I guess. It's just like the chest all over again. <laughs> all right, so uh, you guys can give me a medicine check. Woo. Wow, that is a four. Yeah, I was gonna say I rolled um <laughs> I rolled a one. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I th- I think they're dead. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I uh, I mean they're not moving, but maybe is it th- hey, maybe is it just sleeping? No, oh, we shouldn't wake them then. Oh yeah, let, hey, let, let, j- just in case, why don't we be quiet on our way out? I, I think yeah. that's a good idea. Here, I'll, I'll put their money back too. It would be very unkind of me to take it. Oh no, no, no! Oh, Aegon, clearly they're so tired, and, and you know we could have robbed them. So I think as a as a courtesy, we should take their money, show them that we didn't kill them, and and that will. I'm not making show sense. them that we didn't <laughs> kill them. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> That's your reason. <laughs> I don't know. It's dumb. Let's yeah, get yeah, out of here. Aegon, Aegon Gunner leave, and they don't notice that one of the bodies is now frowning with a frustrated look on its face. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever we were supposed to get there, we didn't get it. All right, we'll, we'll figure it out later. It'll be really bad. It's fine. I know how this works by now. I just I go this. die in a hole or something. Yep. Okay, everybody, we confirmed they're probably dead. <laughs> or, or maybe not. They could be sleeping. I didn't stab them, so we don't know for sure. Did you try to heal them? Maybe no. they were hurt and unconscious because they're hurt. Listen, Phil, we don't have that kind of time here, man. We I just go. feel like... <laughs> yeah, we, come on, Phil. We, we don't have all the time in the world. Uh, okay, I feel like you guys are just messing with me. If there are bodies back there, they're clearly dead. Yeah, I think they're dead, so we... Probably. You wouldn't just leave killing. alive bodies back there. No. Well, unlike you, Theo, I just don't go around killing everybody, so I probably Hey, would. that's not cool! That's not cool, Aegon. That's not cool. I'm just joking, Theo. You do it to help us out. <laughs> I don't feel like that was any better. <laughs> let's, let's keep moving forward, please, before we oh add God. more dead bodies to the pile that's back there. 
So our adventurers continue forward uh, deeper into this cavernous chamber, and they get deep enough in that they can see the opposite wall through the haze of spores, and they can make out the uh, other half of this room. Uh, There are two tunnels leading out of this chamber, one to your left and one straight ahead. There is a river flowing from the one to your left, and it kind of curves around through the chamber and then continues and exits the chamber up ahead of you. Uh, There are also two half chambers bigger than the last one you were in carved into the southern wall as well up ahead of you. One of them's fairly large, and one of them is very small. And everything is likewise just overrun by these gigantic fungi. Your nose is just starting to itch. <laughs> oh, this would make a great snack for you guys when you get hungry. I I don't know about that myself. Um, Got to eat to keep your strength up. You know, I have rations, so... It's wetty considerate, Jasper, but I, I think I'm good. Hey, so, um... Oh wait! Oops. I, 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 Daniel was going to ask a question, but I'm so <laughs> into playing as Gunner that I almost asked my question directly to Josh's Gunner. <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, that wouldn't Josh. that wouldn't fit can because Gunner can't hear my descriptions of how much money is left behind. Oh no! Well, that's Poor probably guy. good because he'd be so sad. Is the water flowing east or south out of this room? It's flowing south out of the room, up up ahead of you. Okay, so that's so. Uh, you guys are fa- you guys to... are facing south right now. Okay, so we're facing south, and and we only know that because Jasper told me which way is north. <laughs> and okay, because we're supposed to be going down. Yes, you are going down. I'm I'm a little concerned, Josh. How many hours are left in the day? <laughs> Bite me. <laughs> I'm really concerned, Josh. How long have we been in here? I gotta know if the grapes need tending, you know, the ones above the bodies. Oh, God. This is the best feed ever. You've got time, uh, Nate. I'll give you that. You have time. <laughs> <laughs> well, do we... Um, I think it's... I, I think maybe Gunnar is a little curious about the, the kind of the alcoves off to the side. You know, after finding those, um, the men of cloth, which, which, which had a, or who had some money on them, uh, you know, Gunner's, uh, appetite for money starting to, um, really get to him. So I think he's going to say, hey, maybe we should check out these alcoves over here. Maybe it'll, it'll give us more information about the area. Uh, all right, but like, be, be careful, okay? Cause we, I don't, I don't know if there's like different kinds of fungus among us. But if there are, I, I want to make sure that we're not too far away from each other. We can't help. You, you really snuck a pun in there, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, no, I was, I was hoping you'd like, you kind of yeah. geek out on that. This is kind of funny. Okay, but um, thank you. Treasure <laughs> waits. I mean, um, uh, investigation <laughs> waits. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go, Gunner and Gunner and Aegon. <laughs> All right, so Gunner and Aegon forever. So Aegon and Gunner are leading the way with uh, Theo, Vez, and Jasper trailing behind them when they hear a very disconcerting sound coming from the side chamber to the west. It sounds like the sounds of ripping and tearing as if 
the fungus was being torn off of the wall. Oh my god. And you look in the direction of the sound and through the haze you see a 20 foot tall hulking shape lumbering Holy! <laughs> from outside one of the masses of the fungi. Holy cheese and crackers. Roll for initiative, guys. Yay. No. <laughs> there is a fungus among us. No, I don't Mugus. like it. It's, it's... He does not look like a fun guy, let me tell you. Oh, no. <laughs> He's saucy. <laughs> I don't like the way you said that, Nate. <laughs> He's saucy. He is. He's a sussy baka, and I don't hey, like him. No, that's my favorite thing. Baka the sussy? <laughs> baka the sussy, man. All right, I have zero decks. Wow, you guys rolled really well. Holy crap. So, Vez is up first. Uh, she sees this thing lumbering through this uh, spore induced fog. It's, like I said, about 20 feet tall, it is hunched over. And it has these massive, elongated arms that's using uh, sort of as its front legs. And then where a normal-shaped head would be, there's just a mass of feelers and fungal growths, almost like a, almost arranged in like a burst-like pattern. And you can see the glittering of several reflective orbs amidst the mast, which you can presume might be eyes of some sort. Or sensory organs. You don't even know if it has to see. Can I tell if it's definitely seen us, though? Uh, it is lumbering towards you, yes. <laughs> uh, I wasn't sure if, you know, it was like going from one snack to another snack and we just happened to be in its way or if it was... Oh, no, you you guys are the other snack. Uh-oh. I was going to say Gunner is definitely over here. <laughs> He's <laughs> found the snack. Oh, no. So, Vez, what are you going to do? Please save me. <laughs> Well, I guess if we don't have a lot of options, so we've got to run away, but she's not going to leave everybody. So she'll step out away from the river a little bit um, to get a clear shot, essentially. Aim her bow and and, and let let some arrows loose. She doesn't want to get close to it. She doesn't like the look of it. She doesn't (laughs) want to breathe any more things. She doesn't need to be breathing. So... Let's see what happens. Uh, does a 21 hit? Uh, yes, a 21 will hit. Okay, good. <laughs> I was about to be very concerned. <laughs> thank, thank goodness. <laughs> that will be four damage. All right, your arrow sinks right into its juicy fungus flesh. Mm. It doesn't seem to notice, though. Yeah, probably not. It probably do you guys ever Do you guys ever, like, kick mushrooms when you were a kid? Just, like, watch the pieces fly everywhere? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's kind of what happens to a tiny little bit of it when it gets hit by the arrow. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we'll do it again. (laughs) It it does look like it is taking some damage, though, right? Yes. It's not... not, No, it's not resistant. It's taking all that damage. Okay, it just has a lot of health, and that's that's fine. Terrifying, but fine. Well, the next one was a nine, so I'm going to go with that probably miss. Yeah, that is a miss. (laughs) Mm. So she'll take her shots off. She'll like... I think we need to get out of here, actually. Quickly. Yeah? Gonna? Think we should leave? How much damage did you do that total? Four. Oh. Uh, I want to agree, but I don't know where else we would go. There are two ways, Um, right there. (laughs) 
So Gunner is going to kind of commit to a half committal option. Um, so Gunner is going to shift as he does, uh, being the shifty boy he is. So he is going to become more bestial, get some speed, get some temporary hit points. He's also going to cast a spell, and that spell is Fairy Fire. Oh. oh, I might I might need to get a little closer to it. I'm not sure. Nope, never mind. It's a range of 60 feet. It just covers a 20-foot cube. Okay. So, and as long as just a part of him is in it, then that's that's it. So he he needs to make a dexterity saving throw. Oh, boy. Let's see if he can make this. He's a big boy with very low dex. I rolled a two, so that's a one. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Okay. <clears throat> so uh, any creature in the area with a spell. Oh, okay. Blah, blah, blah. Uh, for the duration, objects and affected creatures shed dim light in a 10-foot radius. Any attack roll against affected creature or object has advantage if the attacker can see it, and the affected creature or object can't benefit from being invisible. So Gunner is going to... Is there a stalag merge nearby? Um, there is a massive one uh, right where the river makes a curve from the east to the south. It kind of curves around the stalag merge. And it's large enough that it's like a 15-foot wide one, so there's plenty of cover to be had. Okay. Um, so, also, does it does it look like this little river here is um, like deep? Does it, does it look like it would be difficult terrain, or like I would actually have to swim in it? I know, you can just splash through it. It's only about a foot, foot deep, maybe two feet at the deepest, so not even difficult terrain. Okay. Awesome. So in that case, Gunner is going to run around and take cover behind the stalag merge. Alrighty. And uh, yep, that is Gunner's turn. So now it is up to Jasper. He can see this uh, creature is surrounded by these flickering lights from uh, Gunner's fairy fire. So he's got a good, good view on it. What's he going to do? That gives me advantage, right? Mm-hmm. Yay. Sure does. I need to move northeast. Josh, which way is north? North is up on the map. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to go north and slightly to the left. Northeast. No, other left. Other other left. left. That'd be the right, Nate. <laughs> east is right. I only know where north is, guys. Remember, only north. <laughs> Didn't say east or west or south. It said only north. That's what's, a good what's point. The intelligence, what's the intelligence score on Jasper again? Just refresh me. Let's he's a, he's a robot, AJ. He's not programmed to know anything other than Nord. <laughs> yeah. Listen, I put all my intelligence points into uh, interrogation, okay? Uh, fair. That's fair. That's fair. All right, so Jasper gets really, really far back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm going to cast Firebolt with advantage. Okay. <laughs> Beautiful. All right, so that's a 24. That will hit. All right, so that's 14 damage. Okay, I think you mean 28 damage. Yay! As you blast Woo! it and some of the drying spores and uh, mycelium portions on it just engulf it in flame and like parts of it start to fall away. Yay! See, told you guys, it's good food. <laughs> All right. All right, so after that, Theo... Oh my gosh. After, after seeing Jasper start running away, he gets a little scared and he's thinking he's gonna do that but seeing that fire just ignite on this fungus he he feels amped he's gonna get in there he's like this is this is my chance so he's gonna run around Aegon splash through the water a little bit and make his way just straight at this thing 
screaming his head off and just gonna rage once he gets right up to it with his bonus action. And uh, that'll be an auto, what did I say, five damage, right? Oh no, it's only three. So yes, yeah, so it'll take an auto three. <laughs> so, okay, like it's double to six. Yeah, it does. And it kind of like holds its arm out and starts to like shy away a little bit. And it lets out a, a low rumble that you feel uh, in the earth beneath your feet. And then um, then he's going to uh, just, just swing at this thing because now that he has advantage, he doesn't need to recklessly attack. So he can kind of just go all in without having to worry about opening himself up. That's pretty good. 22 to hit. A 22 will hit. Awesome. That'll be not great damage, but not bad damage. That's uh, it's nine damage for the first one. Okay. You get a nice solid cut into it. Cool. And second attack. That's a 21 to hit. That will also hit. Awesome. Oh, that's pretty good. That's uh, 15 to hit. Or it's not 15, <laughs> 15 damage. I can do D&D. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yes, Theo gets a good solid hit on it. Okay, that's his turn. All right. Aegon. Oh, well, Aegon, seeing how effective Jasper's firebolt was, will cast his own firebolt at the creature. Oh, boy. And from where he is, it doesn't have any cover from Theo, does it? Or do I need to move Um, a little bit? I think you can hit him from where Ah, you are. Ah, good. All right. So he will cast firebolt. Oh, and guess what? That's a crit. Oh, wow. Thank you, oh, uh, yes! Thank you, Fairy Fire. <laughs> nice. Fairy Fire. That's 4010. Uh, and I get to re-roll this one due to my, uh, my feet. My uh, feety feet. <laughs> uh, that is uh, Flames of Phlegrathus. So, in total... That is, uh, that's 32 fire damage on that. Oh my gosh. So that's going to be 64 fire damage. Your firebolt flies through the air and blasts it right in the chest. And just that's engulfs crazy. it in flame. The entire chamber is lit up from, uh, from this fire. And uh, in doing so, he will also uh, scrape off a little bit of that fire and have it circle around him, you know? <laughs> And uh, I think he'll actually, he'll hold his ground. Aegon will hold his ground to give uh, Theo something to protect because he knows he wants <laughs> to do that. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh my God. Actually, Don't you patronize even, my boy. instead of holding his ground, Aegon is going no. to move up uh, no! to just outside of Theo's <laughs> fire aura. I hate you. All right. So <laughs> now this giant fungal creature is going to go, and it is going to move 20 feet. What? <laughs> That's where I am. Feet. That can move. It can, it, since it's two size categories larger than you, it can move through your space. I hate that. Oh, Theo, you were supposed to protect me. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know I could do that. I didn't know I could do so that. So it lumbers <laughs> forward and oh, ends its uh, turn. Ends its move about ten feet from Aegon, and. Then it lurches forward, and it exhales a cloud of spores in oh, a 30-foot cone <laughs> that is going to hit Aegon and God Vez, who is 30 feet away. 
So both <laughs> you guys are gonna have to give me constitution saving throws. <laughs> Fail is useless. Woof. <laughs> Woof. Oh no. Uh, oh no no Joel. I have things. No. Give me a second. No, I have a thing. I'm gonna use a thing. Oh thank God. Brand new. I got a four. Oh, woof. I am going to use a luck point. <laughs> oh, thank God. Because I rolled a two on the dice. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, so that, let, that lets you re-roll, right? Yeah, as long, yeah. Uh, I can, whenever I make an attack roll ability check or saving throw, you can spend one luck point to roll. Oh, an additional d20. Yeah, you can choose to spend your luck point after you roll the die, but before the outcome is determined. Okay, cool, cool, so. cool, cool. Well, it was better. I'll take I'll take better. Better's good. Uh, that's... Can you use another one? <laughs> I I don't know I don't know if you can use them like that. I don't think you can either. What'd you a get, to now? A total of ten. Ooh. Uh, you never know. That was a nine on the die this time, so I have a two. So I mean, it did it did increase. All right. So the both of you fail. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> take it. The spores hit you. And you are both paralyzed. Oh my god. Your muscles spasm up and you find that you cannot move. And then the ground rumbles as the thing lets out some sort of like seismic growl again. And then the hidden enemies emerge. <laughs> what? No. As three more much smaller shapes break themselves off from the walls as well. And oh, three human-sized masses of fungus pull themselves away and begin to charge towards you with long claws extending from their three-fingered hands. Um, instead of, uh, they don't have any sort of head. They look just look like they're vaguely humanoid. But they're like their heads do kind of splay out into like an almost like mushroom cap sort of head, and now they are going to go. I don't like that at all. Um, the one there's one standing about twenty feet from Jasper, and it is going to charge towards him and make an attack with its claws. An eighteen will hit you, right? Of course not. Never. <laughs> <laughs> So that is going to be minimum damage. It's going to be four slashing damage. But then you have to give me a constitution saving throw as a, a cloud of spores erupts from where it slashes you. Is this a poison? No. All right, I'll get advantage. Oh, Actually, yeah, yeah, it would be. Te Technically, well, I don't know. It's not a poison poison. It's like spores. I'm going to say, right. yeah, I'm going to say, yeah. So it is a poison? I'll, I'll say, yeah, sure. Okay. Well, that made a four to a fifteen. Okay, yeah, you you definitely pass. <laughs> oh, thank goodness. Then one standing near Gunner is going to run towards him, hiding behind the stalagmerge, and it's also going to slash at him. Stalagmerge, you failed me. <laughs> so that is only going to be a fourteen hit. That will actually miss me. And then the last one is going to charge at the paralyzed beds. Bro. <laughs> Oh, no. That's not good. So it has advantage on you. Yay. And if it's within five feet of you, it's a critical hit. If it misses me twice and I'm and I'm paralyzed, I will, I, that will be very funny to me. 
<laughs> good, good you've had. All right, that's gonna be an 18 to hit you. Oh. Mm, yeah, that does that. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. All right, that's gonna be 11 points of slashing damage to you. Ow. And here's a question uh, that I'm not actually sure of. I know paralysis can only affect you once, but can you have two instances of paralysis on you at once from two different sources? Like two different saves against both both types. Hmm. Uh, I don't, I want to say no, but I mean, I would think, I would think no, because I mean, kind of like you can't, how you can't apply prone twice. I think it'd kind of be the same. Oh, oh, but two, but well, but two different sources. It, it says in in the player's handbook. It says if multiple effects impose the same condition on a creature, each instance of the condition has its own duration, but the condition's effects don't get worse. Yeah, it doesn't get worse. Okay, so yeah, Janelle, I'm still gonna have to have you make me a Constitution saving throw. Yeah. <laughs> How many ways can we tell Vez to get fucked? Let's see. <laughs> A lot. That's a nine. So. Okay, oh, you now no! have two instances of paralysis on you. What's oh, up? Oh my gosh. Theo, I swear to God, if you don't kill this damn thing. <laughs> yeah, Theo. This is all your fault. Bez, it is your turn. Well, my turn ends and I'm going to try to save, right? Yes, so you get to save against both else. effects. Tell me which one you're doing first. Paralysis. Um, well, no, which, which one? The big one? The big one or the small one? I guess the big one. Oh, well, that's a failure. Now oh, the small one. Here's a three. Oh. This is dice. Okay, that's a 16. Okay, so you save against the smaller one's paralysis, but the large creature's paralysis is still in effect on you. So then we're on to Gunner. Gunner is being slashed at by this ferocious human-sized fungus monster. <clears throat> okay, so Gunner is going to... Pull out his magical ma- magical sword, wind wind slash, and he's going to wind wind slash it. It's gonna whata chop off his foot. It's going to be a twenty to hit. That will hit. It's pretty good. It's eight piercing damage. Okay, pretty good. You get a nice stab right into it, and it looks like it did a lot of damage. It's starting okay. to stagger because its form is uh, loosened up a little bit. Some of the fibers have been cut. Then let me see. So I'm going to do another regular attack. And that's going to be a 19 to hit. That will also hit. Okay, so Gunner is going to use his one of his blade flourishes. He's going to use his defensive flourish. He's going to get a little extra damage and get a lot, hopefully a lot of extra AC. It's not a lot of extra AC, but it is extra AC. Um, so that is going to be in total 12 piercing damage. Oh boy, he Gunner charges forward and he slashes off the creature's head and then he like kind of like does his like cocky nod at it and he turns to look at the big creature and then hears the thing still splashing through the river at him yeah, despite losing its head. Oh my god. Okay, well then Gunner is going to use his wind slash feature. Okay, and then for that extra attack, that's a 19 on the die, so that's a 26 to hit. Gunner slashes it in half, and then he cuts it again into quarters, and it stays down this time. Nice. The pieces begin to float down the uh, little river. 
And for those playing at home, uh, I get three extra AC from that last attack. So then Gunner is going to, he's going to peek his head out and he is going to, going to call out to Fio and say, just do the thing and get rid of it. Ah. <laughs> just do the thing. And then Gunner is going to hide, hide again. Uh, and in, in yelling out, Gunner gives Fio a bardic inspiration. Yeah. All right. So we're on to Jasper. I don't like this thing being next to me. I know you don't. That's why it's there. If I cast Magic Missile in front of me, it's an attack, right? No, that's not how that works. Yay, then I'm just going to cast Magic Missile at in front of me. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, oh, no, man. They all, they all have the Mage Slayer feet. I forgot about that. Oh, uh, <laughs> every time. Uh, uh, yeah. Okay. Never expected. So point Wreck. blank Magic Missile away. Yeah, because... um. I don't want to get stunned. Nine damage. So yeah, Jasper blasts it for nine damage, um, but it's still coming at him despite having uh, several holes blown into its body. Fuck. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, yay. (laughs) All right. So if there's nothing else from Jasper, we'll move on to Fio. And Fio, you started to turn within five feet of this creature. I did. As it lumbers over you. And as it's moving and uh, rumbling, spores are just falling like dust from its body, just oh, getting no. all over you. Give me a constitution saving throw. Oh, man. All right. Well, at least I'm really good at these. At least I'm really good at these. Do you still have oh, the bardic God. inspiration? A- oh, no, yes, I can, do. Oh, thank God. You can use your bardic inspiration. It's a D8. Yep. Thank God. And that's thank after God. he rolls, right? Yeah, yeah. A- after he rolls, but before he learns the result. Okay, that's that's a lot better. That's a lot better. I got a uh, at first I got a three on the die, but with the bardic inspiration I got a five. So it's eight plus my my saving throw. So it's fifteen. Fifteen good. A fifteen is enough. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank God. Yay. See, <laughs> so yeah, Fio is able to get Woo! a cloth over his mouth uh, before the spores get into his body, which he feels probably would have done very bad things to him. I, I would assume so. Yeah, probably. So now, what is Fio going to do? So, uh, Fio sort of is coughing out of these spores, and just he's just so upset that this thing is just basically just walking past him. It's not really seeing a bunch of a threat at this point. And so he says, You're in so much trouble! And he starts slashing at him after he does his bonus action to, to activate his rage again. So it's an auto three, which then gets doubled to six, right? Yes, sir. And he's going to swing... Oh, it's an actual 20! Yay! <laughs> That's awesome. I was going to say Hopefully you have Hopefully this advantage. does it. Uh, it wasn't great damage. Uh, it wasn't the worst damage. That's uh, that's 16 damage. All right, you get a nice cut into it, but it is still standing. And Rafio's second attack. That is a 23 to hit. That will also hit. Awesome. That's... Uh, that's another 14 damage. All right, Theo takes another swing, and he cuts off its other leg at the knee, and as it stumbles to the ground, he brings his axe down onto its head-type area, and his axe just (laughs) keeps going, and he slices through it, and the thing rumbles one more time, and then goes completely limp. Oh, thank God. Theo is useful! Yes, he is. (laughs) 
All right, and then he's going to quickly turn around, and with his cool blue eyes just glazed over, he's going to run as hard as he can to go confront the little Hulk in front of Vez. And that'll be his turn. All right. So then we'll move on to Aegon. Ooh. Aegon's paralyzed from yes. this uh, this breath. I almost called it a spungle breath, and that, that doesn't sound very <laughs> I good. I like it. So. No. I like it. Uh, yes. Uh, so as after his turn passes, he will make a saving throw against it. Constitution. Yes, sir. Does a 14 succeed? That matches it. That's enough. Whoa. That's lucky. All right. <laughs> so Aegon is able to shake the paralysis off of himself. Yay. And then we'll move on to the small fungal ravagers. There are two left. There's one by... Jasper, it's going to attack him. That is a natural 20. No, no. That misses. <laughs> <laughs> Nate, Nate, so casually, that, that misses. Just, just no. <laughs> just no. <laughs> All right, damage. That is going to be 14 points of slashing damage. And then Jasper's going to have to make a constitution saving throw. All right, that's a 10. That is actually enough to resist it. Yeah. So Jasper is still doing just fine. His um, mechanical body is keeping him nice and safe. But then the other fungal creature is going to keep attacking <laughs> Vez. Yeah. So it has advantage. That is going to be a 14 to hit. No. All right. She, like she's paralyzed, but she's able to move just enough contort her body so that the claws rake the cave floor instead. Nice. It's a straight up miss. Like it goes for it and it just gets too excited and it just whiffs. And just foosh. Foosh. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. All right. So now we are on to Vez. Vez, you're still paralyzed from the big creature. So why don't you give me a constitution saving throw to see if you can overcome it. You got this, Vez. You don't got this, Vez. I really don't, don't have it. In the worst possible way of not having it. I'll just leave it at oh, that. Oh, no. No. Vez no. is still <laughs> paralyzed, I guess. Yeah, she doesn't oh. want to move. She's taking oh. a, a little nap. <laughs> I'll just go to bed. I'll just go to bed, guys. I'll see you in the morning. <laughs> nap time. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Gunner. Gunner will pull out his other sword, and he will run to the aid of his robot friend. So he gets right up there. And he is going to he is going to go Beyblade on this mother flipper. <laughs> First attack. That's going to be a 26 to hit. <laughs> that will hit. Max damage, 10 piercing damage. Nice. Oh man, he gets a crap ton of cuts into it and it is barely holding itself together. One of its arms hits the ground, but but it still turns and makes a half-hearted swing at him. It's almost dead. One more hit is enough. Gonna try and stab him again. Uh, not as good, but we'll see. It's a 16 to hit. That will. Oh, okay. Well, then that is six piercing damage. All right, Gunner just stabs it right in the chest and then lifts the sword up and splits it in half from the navel to the head. And it just falls to the ground in pieces. That's awesome. Okay, so you guess that. So then... He's going to go... He's going to start running back towards the other one. Wes, I'll just get you. I'll save you, I think. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jasper, it is your turn. 
I will cast fire bolts after I move a little bit east. West. <laughs> other, no, other. it's west. No, it's poor, east. Poor west. So Jasper, Jasper's going to run so, that, uh, so they can see it clearly. Yes. I'll cast firebolt now. <laughs> okay. That's a crit. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. God. He's been oh, my out God. This is awesome. Didn't even need fairy fire for that one. That right? is only 21 damage. I think you mean 42 damage. <laughs> yes, he does. It was <laughs> only crap. a fireball that took out the party. So your fireball <laughs> blasts into it, and the entire thing goes from full health to no health and is just incinerated. And the pieces <laughs> uh, kind of rain down like ash on Vez as she overcomes the paralysis and looks up at the ceiling of the cavern with all of her companions standing in a circle around her. I like to imagine that Fio's running over to swing at this thing and just turns to ash and just slices right next to Vez on the ground. Oh, jeez, sorry. Oh, no, his, his wallet is disintegrating and I can see all of his pictures of his kids. Oh, oh no. no, what have I done? Oh, God. I'm too oh. powerful. hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, share it and our other episodes with your friends, family, and co-workers. Your boss, if you're daring. Visit our website to find your copy of a D&D Quick Starter Guide, and feel free to join our growing community on the various social media platforms in the description. There, we discuss episodes, Dungeons & Dragons, and STEM topics that we all love. Thanks again for listening. We can't wait to see you here at Applied Dungeoneering. Some of the background music in this episode is from Monument Studios. Check out their other music at monumentstudios.net.